This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, March 9th. Brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Diesel trucks still roll into California. Cooperatives for sharing ag equipment and disaster funds short of need. Diesel trucks will still roll into California despite ZEV mandate. As California begins to transition to electric trucks in the coming years, interstate imports may still arrive by diesel engine. Michael Bacadoro explained to the Food and Ag Board this week that California cannot regulate interstate commerce. As the executive director of the Agriculture Energy Consumers Association, Bacadoro believes it will be, quote, very common for those fleets to still run on diesel or natural gas. He pointed out that many trucks already fuel up with cheaper diesel at the border before crossing into California. High-speed rail redo. Bacadora argued that phasing out all natural gas use will be a massive, massive undertaking. He pointed to tremendous cost overruns with the state's high-speed rail project to say, The estimated price for the state's energy transition is likely on the low side. Just adding transmission lines to carry the electric load will cost at least $100 billion, he explained. Lawmaker wants cooperatives for sharing ag equipment. A new bill is proposing to incentivize farmers to share equipment through regional cooperatives. The aim is to support socially disadvantaged and low-income farmers who otherwise can't afford to purchase or rent the equipment. The program would work with UC Cooperative Extension Resources Conservation Districts and community organizations. But the same lawmaker, Assemblymember Steve Bennett of Ventura, ran afoul of agriculture last year when attempting to layer on more reviews for new irrigation wells. This year, he has doubled down on that objective and added several new water and drought bills. Bennett is proposing to grant the state water board more authority in court educations concerning groundwater. He hopes to declare human health and safety the highest priority for water use and would incentivize solar developments to replace fallowed farmland. Western Farmers Farm Bill program needs to fund irrigation. Western farmers say the next Farm Bill should provide more flexible funding for irrigation needs through USDA's Watershed and Flood Prevention Operations Program. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act funding allocated $500 million for the program, but much of the money went towards dam construction projects in the eastern U.S., rather than Western Irrigation Modernization Projects. Family Farm Alliance Director Dan Keppen told a House Natural Resources Subcommittee yesterday. He said many of the program's awards went to feasibility studies for small dam projects. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. 
Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Voluntary carbon markets deserve scrutiny, said CFTC Chairman. Commodity Futures Trading Commission Chairman Rostin Benham said yesterday his agency would work within the limits of its legal authority to maintain the integrity of carbon credit trading, but he warned of the potential for fraud as those markets develop. Benham told the Senate Agriculture Committee that CFTC is a market regulator, not an environmental regulator, and thus cannot ensure that carbon offsets represent true carbon reductions. He noted that private sector efforts are underway to protect the integrity of carbon credits. For example, he said the Integrity Council for Voluntary Carbon Market is, quote, an industry-led effort to ensure a minimum set of standards and principles around the integrity of the carbon market to ensure that the advertised sequestration is actually occurring. Ag Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stavidow of Michigan said issues surrounding carbon markets would be examined at the hearing next week, featuring Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. USDA, disaster funding far short of need. Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau said at the Commodity Classic, that the $3.4 billion Congress provided for ag disaster relief in 2022 will only cover one-third of the need identified by USDA. Ducheneau said the department's estimate was based on coverage USDA has been providing for earlier years under the emergency relief program. To date, USDA has dispersed $7.4 billion in ERP payments for 2020 and 21 losses. The 2022 aid was included in the FY23 omnibus spending bill passed in December. Tribes, producers urge expansion of food program. Tribes are calling on Congress to protect and even expand the purchasing provision in USDA's food distribution program on Indian reservations. A 2018 Farm Bill provision that allows USDA to enter into multi-year food procurement contracts with tribal governments helps support Native American producers and economies. Intertribal Agriculture Council Director Kerry Jo Lawrence told the Sendant Indian Affairs Committee yesterday funding for the purchasing authority is currently capped at $5 million. Well, here's today's He Said It. If you're going to have a webinar and you don't have Internet, how the hell are you going to get on it? That's Senator Brian Dolly sharing frustration over the state using webinars to promote broadband incentives to low-income farm workers. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, March 9th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West... I'm Jeff Allen.